Tell of all his wondrous works. Tell of all his wonders. No one can fathom. Tell of all his wonders. Remember the wonders he has done. No one can fathom. Wonderful to tell. tell. Wonderful to tell. Hello, Wonderful to Tell listeners. We are so pleased to announce that we have returned from a short summer hiatus and are happy to be back with a new series of stories. We are confident that each and every story will give you encouragement, hope, and lift your spirits. Our first story recorded in the spring is shared by Katie Fearer Forsythe. We are so honored that Katie shared her amazing story with us. Her strength and brave spirit shine as she shares her story with transparency and honesty. Katie reminds us that when we have exhausted all our options and submit to our Lord in complete surrender, He is there, always faithful, even when we don't understand or see what's happening. Thanks so much for your story, Katie. Well, yes, thank you, Conrads, for having me. Um, I am honored to be here. I've listened to this podcast since I was invited, and I've been, there are some truly miraculous stories. And so uh, I'm, like I said, honored to be included in that. A little about me, um, like I said, my folks are here. Um, this is my husband, Zane, of um, almost six years. And we live here, I've lived here in Fort Worth for almost 12 years. So I would definitely call this home. And I get to teach at my alma mater, DCU. Um, so I'm a horned frog for life, yes, sir. <laughs> and um, I teach in the College of Communication, primarily teaching freshman public speaking, so no pressure. <laughs> Whenever I public speak, it always, um, yeah, just feel is unique to be in their shoes for once. But um, so that's kind of a little bit of what our life looks like, looked like. Um, to take you back to the summer of 2016, where my story kind of begins, um, we were living here in Fort Worth. We were um, working. Uh, we were we just bought a house. We had gotten our dog. Life was kind of on a certain trajectory um, until it was a little bit, and we were going very, very quickly until life was quite interrupted. Uh, in summer of 2016, I started having pretty severe pain in my right shoulder. It started to spread down my arm and um, just got increasingly worse. And so um, I got, you know, that one thing leads to another. You get an MRI. Large mass was found right about here in my shoulder, um, about the size of my fist. And um, so that's pretty earth shattering at age 26, not what you expect, uh, but we were fortunately able to get answers pretty quickly. Uh, and I was diagnosed with neuroblastoma, which is actually a rare pediatric cancer. Uh, so being an adult with that was, did not all add up. Um, and it's a little, if you don't know what neuroblastoma is, it's primarily a nerve-based cancer. Uh, so obviously that was the nerve pain that I was experiencing. And it uh, quickly spreads, but it's slow growing. Uh, and so that's a little bit plays a role in our story. So of course they lay out the super long treatment plan. Um, it didn't seem, it seemed really long at the time. They only said about six months. Uh, and, but I, my first question was, what about my job? What about, you know, um, our life? What does this mean? And so that was definitely a big question when everything was kind of turned upside down. Um, so it's definitely hard to, to sum up what's happened in the past three years since then, uh, but a lot has happened. And so, but despite that, but in all that, um, there's been a common kind of theme throughout that, and that's this cycle of surrender. <laughs> and I've been definitely being taught um, by God of what it looks like to suffer to suffer well and surrender and ultimately get to see him provide. And so I think you'll see those threads throughout my story, but um, it's it's been a cycle and I've been having to be retaught and retaught all the way throughout and still am definitely today. 
So I definitely experienced my fair share of suffering. Uh, it started out with that severe arm pain, which is the kind of pain that keeps you up at night and can't find reprieve. And the only time I would get reprieve was these Epsom salt baths, and that was my um, the only thing we could find. And so, uh, and then once they had discovered the cancer, it had already spread, and so that led to me having an emergency spine surgery, uh, which that's a different kind of pain. Muscle and bone pain um, are were and were really even sitting up was incredibly painful for a period of time and so there wasn't the end of it because of course I had to start treatment where which began um, four five-day inpatient rounds of chemo uh, that was really intense I was probably drugged out most of the time but you know of course the typical severe nausea mouth sores um, you know, just constantly in and out of the hospital because of fevers. And so we'd be in for five days and then we'd get out for a few and then we have to go back in. Uh, so that just became pretty relentless. Um, and unfortunately, after those four rounds of chemo, um, very like intense rounds, uh, we found that the cancer was still spreading and so I wasn't responding. So then ensued um, 11 more rounds of a little bit different chemo, but um, that's what I like to term the period of the grind. Um, it was it took about nine months and um, we, were, we had finally halted the cancer, but no progress was being made to reduce it in any way. And so, you, as you can imagine, I, my physically was getting worn down, mentally, emotionally getting really worn down. Um, and I just felt like I couldn't do it anymore. Um, but despite I, obviously all this physical suffering, I was always also experiencing another type of suffering and that was loss of control. And if anyone knows me, I'm pretty type A. I like to white knuckle life and have my way and um, just push through mentality and going once again, that really, really fast pace, which just isn't sustainable. Uh, and so that having, when I'm not in control, it obviously makes me very anxious and that would often result in, you know, tears and frustration and just meltdowns in general. Uh, and so that was a whole nother level of, um, I guess, suffering that was happening because I was at being asked to lay down certain aspects of my life. I mean, not only my job or our finances, but my schedule and my routine, my physical appearance. I lost my hair and had looked like a cancer patient. Um, my physical abilities, I was very much forced to sit on the couch a lot of the time, which is not how I live life. Um, and even more and more, my independence, um, my sharp mind, uh, and even my perfectionist tendencies, I've had to definitely become just overall so much more open-handed with. Um, but my tendency is to want to keep my hands closed. And so I'm wrestling a little bit with God as all the way um, through that. And um, as more and more, it felt like he would peel back a layer and then there'd be another layer. And so we'd have to surrender that and then surrender that. And so it definitely started to ingrain in me this idea of surrender. Um, and not so much, um, not so much like you had shared um, about not reordering my priorities the way that people often think when you're sick, of course, like family and, um, and you know, quality time becomes really valuable, but it was more about just repurposing my life and starting to realize that God had called me to something much bigger than this really small story that I had laid out for myself. And um, it's funny, when I was 21, I got this tattoo that says, I am his. And uh, I did it just because that was some phrase that was just on my mind, this idea that my life is not my own. And I didn't quite know what that meant, obviously, when I was 21. But now I'm quickly learning that that's, I think, a huge part of what God had in store is just teaching me um, 
making this commitment early on to surrender, which is obviously what we do when we come to know the Lord, is there's an aspect of surrender and letting go uh, that, you know, I hadn't quite understood fully before. Um, yeah, and that his ways are just ultimately above my ways, and so to develop that kind of open-minded handset um, mindset that I was talking about. And so it wasn't until I really reached the end of myself that um, enable, that I was able to lay down my life um, and assume this posture of surrender that I really got to um, I really got to see God um, start providing. Um, so just to jump back to my original story, um, so it was about my 15th round of chemo, and uh, I would just was trying to work at this point, and so I'd do like five days of chemo, and then I would teach for a couple days, and then I would go back to doing chemo, and it was just getting to be just way too much. And so I remember distinctly having that, I get to meet with my doctor every so many weeks, and being like, I'm going to go in, I'm just going to tell her I cannot do this anymore. I'm just completely at the end, I'm maxed out, um, I don't care what that means for me, for me, I just can't do this anymore. And I just so distinctly remember sitting in that room, and um, just pleading with her and probably even crying about it and her just saying, it's okay, you don't have to. Um, in fact, there's this clinical trial that's been made available as of two weeks ago. And um, I'd like to think that you're a great candidate. And so I, let's go ahead and pursue with this. And all it requires is that you take a pill once a day and we'll have very few minimal, minimal physical side effects. Uh, so that was just completely mind-boggling to me because here I had option A, option B, option C all lined up of how this could go. And then it's that, but God, right? Like there's these unimaginable um, possibilities that I think were just just reminding me that his ways above, are above my ways. Um, and so while I was weak, helpless, humbled, surrendered, he provided and met every single one of my needs, um, not just with a clinical trial, but uh, in life. He set up Ebenezer's along the way throughout uh, my whole experience. Um, and Ebenezer's, if you don't know, are from First Samuel and really are saying, thus far, the Lord has helped us. And so setting up those reminders. Um, so when you start to waver in faith, that you can look back to those. Um, and so the night that I found out, I had actually received it via email about that large mass I was telling you about. Um, my folks were at dinner with an oncologist friend, and so he was able to immediately get us booked that night into a hospital and already on track finding answers. Um, and all my doctor's appointments, I mean, there's I could tell tons of incidents of God's just working those things out without us even knowing that that is something we needed. Um, and not to mention, we would have gone anywhere in the country to find the best possible treatment. Um, and But Dr. Granger, the, the, my doctor oncologist here in Fort Worth, is here in Fort Worth. She's like one of the best in the country. And she's here in Fort Worth, Texas, five minutes from my workplace. Um, and so we were just like, all right, this is where we're supposed to be. Obviously, 12 years ago, it was ordained that I'd be here at TCU and stay here. Um, and ultimately just showing us his perfect timing. Um, along the way, I had an infect, when I, I actually had an infected port and was already in the hospital when they found out that I needed emergency surgery. And so um, I had, at that point, had already had some compromised functions that those nerves like to press on. And uh, it, just timing was everything, and it really was, as well as this trial becoming available. And not to mention my just physical and emotional needs. Um, our friends uh, and community members brought us meals for 
probably eight months. Uh, so we were just completely taken care of. Uh, we had our friends come sit with me. I took care of my dog and walked her. Even one of my mom's friends paid for our dog, to, our uh, lawn to be poop scooped. Uh, and so we had everything covered. And so people were just pouring into us and we know that was because of their heart and what they, um, what they believed in. And so not only giving me the daily manna mindset when I was running dry, I'm like, obviously the list can go on and on and on. And I think one of the biggest graces God extended to me was he really protected my mind. I mean, I think through this, you can ex have a lot of um, just scary memories and, uh, you know, it's a blessing that we don't remember pain very well. And so a lot of those things, I felt like I was in just God's hold throughout and he just kind of carried me through. Um, which is definitely, I think, his provision. Um, and so, obviously, um, in light of all this, we got to see God's provision, and really the only response to that is to praise him. And so it's this beautiful cycle of, um, you know, we are held to the fire, we're forced to suffer, so we finally surrender, and then we get to see God provide. And so most recently, that magic pill that is the clinical trial drug, um, we've really gotten to see that it is magic in some ways, God's magic. But um, after one year, we saw the tumor and the activity in my body reduce about 50%. Mm -hmm. And so we were just completely overwhelmed with um, God's goodness. And even more so in the past four months, so my most recent scan, um, just last week when we found out, showed another huge increase in the activity of the um, cell, active cancer cells. And so uh, that's not of my doing. <laughs> I didn't do anything special or do any special nutrition, but um, I think that God was ultimately showing me that he's my provider and just um, I give him all the glory for that. So the one sad downside of all this is you can be on cloud nine, but in the next minute, um, just how quickly we forget of God's goodness and provision. And so that's why I say this is a cycle, because before you know it, um, you know, I'm back at work. <laughs> I'm getting stronger every day and I'm, I'm, life is getting more normal and the pace of life is getting faster and faster and faster again. Um, and I'm holding tighter and tighter to the things that I care about in the, my way. Um, but through each cycle like of suffering and then surrendering and then ultimately getting to see God provide, um, it's been an opportunity to draw me closer to God. I've um, grown in my faith and intimacy because I think ultimately that cycle reminds us of our human condition and our spiritual condition and that we um, are constantly being having to daily surrender in order to get to see God do what only God can do. And so um, I think just to kind of sum up, um, you know, I think in many ways it's ironic. It's a contradiction to fight cancer from a posture of surrender, but that is what seems to be working out pretty well. So thank you. We are thrilled to give you the latest news from Katie. Let me read Katie's update in her own words. On July 18th, Zane and I met with our Cook Children's team to hear my four-month disease evaluation results. They were so elated to share that my treatment has finally resulted in a complete response. In other words, there was no evidence of active cancer cells and my Curry score, the indicator of cancer activity, was zero. Praise the Lord. My treatment plan will remain the same moving forward taking a daily dose of the trial drug,
But nonetheless, this is huge news because it marks a major shift in mindset from the purpose of being to kill cancer and now to keep cancer away. For years, this has been the end goal we have been praying and hoping for because there was no guarantee that all the lights would ever fully go out. As you can imagine, yesterday was a day of celebration and rejoicing. We have so much to be grateful for. God is so good, and it is such a treat to get to see His faithfulness on display. He has never ceased to be evident, especially through so many supportive friends and family members who have journeyed with us these past three years. In fact, it's almost exactly three years to the day that I first discovered the tumor on my spine, and y'all have prayed, cared, and loved for us every step of the way ever since. So we invite you to celebrate and give thanks with us. Psalm 103 says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise His holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. We are now more excited than ever to see what God is going to do with our next season of life. Zane and I have no doubt that more challenges lie ahead, but he has equipped us with faith and patience, which I know will be essential in helping us endure whatever comes our way. But today, we have much to celebrate, including my 30th birthday on Sunday. Katie, what a fantastic birthday gift. And we just say amen and amen. To see photos of Katie and Zane, please visit our website at wonderfultotell.com. There you can also listen to and learn more about all our wonderful storytellers. And make sure you subscribe to our show so you don't miss out on any Wonderful to Tell stories. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Wonderful to Tell. This episode was produced by Brad and Tracy Conrad with the invaluable support of our crew members, Michael, Lindy, Kevin, Katie, Karen, Nancy, Mark, Debbie, Haley, Jeffrey, and John Alfred. Michael Conrad composed our intro, Lindy Conrad came up with our name, and Matt, Jeff, and Justin from Fort Worth High Tech Signs created our logo. If you have a story wonderful to tell, let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and at our website, wonderfultotell.com. And thanks for listening.